Greetings, detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the suspense will only come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take just a moment to relax into the spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things, my voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in, four counts out. Breathe in one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out that last bit of stress. Breathe in one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. The Murders in the Rue Morgue, Part 5 That unusual Frenchman, Auguste Dupin, was still explaining to me how he found the answer to the question of who murdered the two women in the house on the Rue Morgue. We now knew that it was indeed possible for the killer to go in and again out of one of the windows and still leave both of them firmly closed, locked on the inside. And I agreed with Dupin when he said that only someone with very special strength and training could have gone up the lightning rod on the side of the house and thus entered the window. But who the murderer was, we still did not know. Let us look again, said Dupin, at the room on the fourth floor. Let us go back, in our minds, to the room we saw yesterday. Consider its appearance. Clothes had been thrown around the room, yet it seemed that none had been taken. The old woman and her daughter almost never left the house. They had little use for many clothes. Those that were found in the room were as good as they had. If the killer took some, why didn't he take the best? Or take all? And why would he take a few clothes and leave all the money? Nearly the whole amount brought from the bank was found in bags on the floor. I want you, therefore, to forget the idea in the minds of the police 
The idea that a desire for money was what they call the motive, the reason for the murders. This idea rose in their minds when they had heard how the money was brought to the house three days before the killings. But this is only what we call a coincidence. Two things happened at the same time, but only by chance, not because of some cause, some cause that brought them together. Coincidences happen to all of us every day of our lives. If the gold was the reason for the murders, the killer must have been quite a fool to forget and leave it there. No, I don't think the desire for money was the reason for the killings. I think that there was no reason for these killings, except, perhaps, fear. Now, let us look at the murders themselves. A girl is killed by powerful hands around her neck. Then the body is placed in the opening over the fireplace, head down. No murders we usually hear about are like this. There is something here that does not fit our ideas of human actions, even when we think of men of the most terrible kind. Think also of the great strength which was necessary to put the body where it was found. The strength of several men was needed to pull it down. There are other signs of this fearful strength. In front of the fireplace, some gray human hair was lying. Thick pieces of it pulled from the head of the old woman. You saw the hair on the floor yourself. And you saw the blood and skin with it. You know, and I know, that great force is necessary to pull out even 20 or 30 hairs at one time. A much greater force was needed to pull out hundreds of hairs at one time. Also, the head of the old lady was cut almost completely from the body. Why? To kill a woman with a knife, it is not necessary to cut her head off. If, now, added to all these things, we add also the condition of the room, we had put together the following ideas. Strength more than human. Wildness less than human. A murder without reason. Horror beyond human understanding. And a voice which made no sound that men could understand. What result, then, have you come to? What have I helped you to see? A cold feeling went up and down my back as Dupin asked me this question. A man, someone who has lost his mind, I said. A madman. A madman. Only a madman could have done these murders. I think not. In some ways, your idea is a good one, but madmen are from one country or another. Their cries may be terrible, but they are made of words, and some of the words can be understood. Here, look. Look at this hair. I took it from the fingers of the old woman. The hair of a madman is not like this. Tell me, what do you think of this? Tell me, what do you think of this? Dopin, this hair is... This hair is not human hair. I did not say that it is. But before we decide that matter, look at this picture I've drawn here on this piece of paper. It's a picture of the marks on the daughter's neck. The doctors said that these marks were made by fingers. Let me spread the paper on the table before us. Try to put your fingers all at the same time on the picture so that your hand and its fingers will fit the picture of the marks on the daughter's neck. I... I cannot. No, but perhaps we are not doing this in the right way. The paper is spread out on the table. The human neck is round. Here is a piece of wood about as big as the daughter's neck. Put the paper around it and try again. Go on, try. I tried to put my fingers around the piece of wood, as if it were the girl's neck. But still my hand was not large enough to equal the marks left by the killer. Dopin, these marks were made by no human hand. No, they were not. I am almost certain that they were made by the hand of an orangutan, one of those man-like animals that live in the wild forests. The great size, the strength, the wildness of these animals are well known. 
Now, look in this book by Corvier. Read. Look at the picture. I did so, and at once I knew Lupin was right in everything he said. The color of the hair, the size of the hand, the terrible strength, the wildness of the killings. Those sounds, which were a voice but not words, everything fit nicely in place. No, not everything. Lupin, I said. There were two voices. Whose was the second voice? There were two voices. The second voice? Yes, I remember. We decided that only someone with a very special kind of strength could have gone up that lightning rod, up the side of the house to the window on the fourth floor. Perhaps an animal? Perhaps a strong man from a circus? Perhaps a sailor? We know now that one of the voices was the voice of an animal, an orangutan. The other was the voice of a man. The voice spoke only two words. They were, my God, spoken in French. Upon those two words, I have placed my hopes of finding a full answer to this horrible question. The words were an expression of horror. This means that a Frenchman knew about these murders. It is possible, indeed, it is probable, that the Frenchman himself did not help the orangutan to kill. Perhaps the animal escaped from him and he followed it to the house and the room work. He could not have caught it again. It must be still free somewhere in Paris. I will not continue with these guesses, for I cannot call them more than that. If I am right, and if the Frenchman did not himself help with the killings, I expect him to come here. Read this. I paid to have this put in the newspaper. I took the newspaper and read the following. Caught. Early in the morning of the 7th of this month, a very large orangutan. The owner, who is known to be a sailor, may have the animal again if he can prove it is his. But, Dupin, how can you know that the man is a sailor? I do not know it. I am not sure of it. I think that the man is a sailor. A sailor could go up that pole on the side of the house. Sailors travel to strange faraway places where such things as orangutans can be got. If I am right, think for a moment, the sailor will say to himself, the animal is valuable. Why shouldn't I go get it? The police do not know the animal killed two women, and clearly somebody knows I am in Paris. If I do not go to get the animal, they will ask why. I don't want anybody to start asking questions about the animal. So, I will go get the orangutan and keep it where no one else will see it until the trouble has passed. This, I believe, is how the sailor will think, but listen. I hear a man's steps on the stairs. Dupin had left the front door of the house open and the visitor entered without using the bell. He came several steps up the stairs, then stopped. We heard him go down again. Dupin was moving towards the door when we again heard the stranger coming in. He did not turn back a second time, but came straight to the door of our room. In a strong, warm, friendly voice, Dupin said, Come in, my friend, come in. Slowly, the door opened, and in came a sailor. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Julian Stiles. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Could they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery at gmail.com. That's C-A-L-M, 
M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world.